0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three of Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito You're listening to the Patriot Nation podcast. Presented by Pat's Pulpit. All right, welcome to another edition of the Patriot Nation podcast. As always, it's your boy Pat Lane here today. I'm joined by a very special guest. He is uh, he covers the Patriots and sports betting for CLNS Media, and he's the host of the Patriot Beat podcast on Patriots CLNS. Of course, it's Mike Cadlick. Mike, thanks so much for uh, for coming on, man.
1: Of course, Pat, thanks for having me. I like that intro song. That's a way to you know get into it. Good big oh, yeah. week at free agency. Uh-huh. So, yeah, let's get after it. Happy to join. Oh, yeah. you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You've been saying we follow each other for a while on Twitter, but it's the first time we've ever actually talked face to face. So uh, yes. it's pretty cool. It's always it's always nice meeting Twitter friends. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: exactly. You get so, to watch us hash it out live here. So exactly. Right after yeah.
0: Exactly. All right. So lots of kind of lots of stuff going on. Um Obviously, Patriots have brought in a few kind of depth pieces. And of course, they brought in Juju as well, who. You know, you can kind of argue about whether Juju or Jacoby Myers were the best free agents, wide receiver free agents on the market, but certainly it was one of them. Uh, I personally think it was Juju, but, you know, some people would argue about Jacoby Myers. Do you like the switch the Patriots did to let Myers go and bring Juju in? Do you think they're better for doing that?
1: I do. I like it. I think I understand what people say when it kind of seems like an F you to Jacoby because they're kind of feel like the same player Jacoby's been here. He's sort of, you know, put together that rapport with Mac Jones. And so it kind of look, might look like an F you to max saying, we're going to bring someone else in here. And it's not your own guy, but I think Juju's upside is that much better than Jacoby's. Um, they play a similar position, right? You know, just over six foot, primarily in the slot, um, not a burner, but have a little bit of, you know, quick twitch speed can get open. But the way that uh, Juju can, you know, create after the catch and, you know, maybe break tackles a little bit more and get you that extra yards. Like Jacoby was just so strictly a possession receiver. And it's good because you need that security blanket guy I can get it to. He's going to get open quick, but you didn't get that much more out of him. And, you know, everyone also compared the contracts at first, right? But then it came out that Juju's contract was actually cheaper than Jacoby. And so at the end of the day, they can get on the same page, Mac and, Mac and Juju, I think. Uh, you yeah. still need something else in that room. Juju can't be your one. His best season, that 1,400-yard season in uh, Pittsburgh, that was great, but it was he was a two behind Antonio Brown. He's not great as a one. I think you need someone else to go dictate coverage, but it's a good start, but I still think they need more.
0: I agree 100%. Yeah. And I agree with with everything, too, about Juju being an upgrade as well. Yeah. But you're right about that in the fact that he's not a number one receiver, just like Jacoby Myers wasn't a number one wide receiver. And if you try to make him be that, it's just not going to work. Right. And yeah. so I think the Patriots understand that as well. Uh we have a question already about about Jerry Judy. What will it take to get Jerry Judy? That's Judy's that's- kind of the guy for me. He is he's kind of the guy for me. I know that, you know, oh, he's similar to Juju in the fact that the routes that he'll be running and stuff, he just brings so much explosiveness to the position. And he can play outside a little bit more effectively than Juju can. Um we could also go to the draft. But if if we were
1: I know they haven't
0: Or Hopkins think. yes and
1: apparently we're out on him but I think there might still be a chance.
0: Well, I wonder see the Hopkins thing for me is if the price is low enough, I got no problem with it. I'm not I'm certainly not sending 46 for DeAndre Hopkins, 100%. Okay. Maybe 76 I'd think about it. Two fourth round picks or a fourth and a fifth round pick, okay, now I'm sold. But like, you know, that's that's kind of the hard stuff for me. What would you be willing to give up for Jerry Judy? I know they've said they wanted a first-round pick, which I think is lunacy. Patriots aren't giving up 14 for sure, right. um, you know. But would they be get? Would you give up 46 and uh, you know, and a fourth-round pick, or 46 and Kendrick Bourne as Evan Lazar you know, kind of made yeah. mention of earlier today on Twitter?
1: I would. Um, 14, no way. 14 is too high. I think yeah. at that point. Um, I mean, Judy is only 23 so right. he's still very young right but um he's got a little tread on the tires he's played for a few years so 14 seems a little steep to me but 46 and Kendrick Bourne 46 and Josh Uche um 46 and call it like you said maybe a fourth round pick or something double pick yeah. sure, why not I think it's worth it um and I would agree that as much as I would I would like Hopkins here um he's older. He is he's that true number 1 outside receiver where Judy can kind of flip-flop. Yeah. But I think that can also work, right? If you use Judy and Juju, who both can play, you know, inside and outside. Bill O'Brien's the mismatch king. He loves to be able mm-hmm. to, you know, find his guys and um you know, really like scout out that scout up that defense, right? And you know, find your mismatch. And so I think if you get Judy and Juju here, that can work. You still yeah. have You might have to trade Kendrick Bourne, but that's okay. Like right. it, Kendrick Bourne Juju Smith-Schuster and Jerry Judy is very redundant in my opinion. Those two, yeah. So born's the worst one out of the three, and so I would do agreed, maybe all
0: day. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And, and the other thing about it too is that you still have Devonte Parker, and you also don't want to bury Tyquan Thornton down the right. down the right. list. That's so it's like if you're keeping Kendrick Bourne and you acquire Jerry Judy. Kendrick Bourne's your fifth wide receiver. So at that point, you're just holding on to him for depth purposes anyways. It makes sense to get rid of him in a trade like that, especially if you can give up 46 and him to get a guy like Judy. The other issue I have with giving up 14 for him is that although he's only 23, he's got two years left in his deal. You're going to have to pay him. Now, you could do what they did with Brandon Cooks in 2017, which is trade for him, and then he has a good year, and then you decide to trade him next year too, going into the final year of his contract because you don't want to pay him. You could do that too. I don't love that idea, but you could, you know, but it's like how much are you going to get back for him if you do that is really the question.
1: At that point too, it's like, you're getting, you know, you're losing consistency again with your quarterback. Like you're just shipping guys in, shipping them out. As much as we just said, we like Juju over Jacoby. It's basically at that point, it's going to be an entirely new receiving core, an entirely new uh, offensive coaching staff and system and then you bring Judy here for a year and then you got to replace him again. It's like, there's no, there's no continuity there. And so I would take Judy and I would pay Judy. I would immediately, I would trade for him and pay for him because I, think
0: I agree with you there. Yeah. It
1: takes a lot, but it's worth it. Right. You look at Tyreek Hill in Miami and Stefan Diggs in Buffalo. Right. You go get that guy. You pay him a lot of money. Look, the cap is what it is, but they're worth it. Right. You have to kind of pair that third year quarterback with that mm-hmm. big time receiver. So uh, it's going to cost a lot, but it's going to be worth it. So I, I would do that if I were there.
0: Okay, I like it. I agree with you. And and I yeah. that's the thing. I mean, if you're going to do that for Judy, sign him. Like just, exactly. Like, why yeah, are we it doing it? You know? It can't be a rental. It can't be rental. Like
1: Hopkins would be a rental, right? Probably or a short contract. Odell yeah. would be another short contract. Odell's probably not going to get a multi-year deal at this point.
0: Well, um, that someone was asking in the chat, would you pay okay. him fifteen million a season? I think that's wild. I, I mean, I can't. Look, I oh, he's OBJ, I get that, but right. like was he really that guy in LA? I mean, he was good, but he wasn't that good.
1: Well, I love chaos, so of course I want them to come to the <laughs> just because it's fun and it you know it adds an element to it here. Yeah. But um look, what he did in New York at the end was tough, and what he did in Cleveland at the end was tough. Just the way he kind of like right. forced himself out of both situations. But yeah. when he was in LA, he was under control. And yeah. he was good. He was playing quality football. He was a number two to Cooper Cup, of course. And so that's why he was playing well. But he was, it sounds silly, but he was healthy until he wasn't, right? Like he right. he was there and then he tore his ACL and that was that. But as far as, you know, being a, a tough guy in the locker room, I think maybe those days are gone for him and you can bring him here and he could mesh with Belichick. I mean, again, it's, it's a risk. It's all going to be right. a risk. Him and Hopkins are going to be a risk. Judy is probably a little bit less. So
0: Yeah, well, and especially on a one-year deal, right? You said he's probably not right. going to get a multi-year deal. If yeah. you're able to bring him in on a one-year deal for $8 bucks, million, $10 bucks million on a prove-it deal, then you might get more out of him than if you sign him to a three-year, $35 million thing. contract or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I don't hate the idea of it. I just don't know if the Patriots are going to be the team to, to do it. Right. You That's know? a guy
1: too, though. Like we talk about un- unlocking Juju with a number one. And I think Odell can dictate coverage in that way, where you're going to put him on the outside and teams are going to worry about him because he's Odell Beckham Jr. And he still has that elite route running ability. He can catch the ball. He has one of the better catch radiuses we've ever seen. Um, So he's going to command a number one. And then that's just going to open up Juju inside. Yeah. So they need something else on top of Juju. Juju. We said it before, but Juju can't be your one. So whether it's Odell, whether it's Hopkins, whether it's Judy, they need to do something more in the
0: room. Well, and so here's the other question I have for you and and we'll move off of wide receiver here, but I figure while we're on wide receiver, might as well stick on it. Let's say you go wide receiver in the first round and maybe you trade back and maybe you take it at 14 and whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have three guys who I think are legitimate first round talents at wide receiver JSN, right? Quinton Johnston and Zay Flowers. And I think Zay isn't, to me, Zay at fourteen is a little early. Uh, I'd love to see him trade back and get Zay in like the late teens, early twenties. You know what I mean, somewhere around there. Um, but I do think that that could work. Who who out of those three is the guy? If you were like you you can take one of these wide receivers. Which one are you taking?
1: My favorite by far is Jackson Smith and Jigba, by okay. far. Yeah. Um, but Talking about redundancy, that feels very redundant after they just signed Juju, which is tough. Um, and then, say, Flowers, you bring him in, and he's going to basically strictly be a slot guy. Right. And so, if I had to choose one out of the three, regardless of the Patriots situation, it's Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigla. I think he's yeah. dominant. Um, he's a, an unbelievable route runner. He has yak ability, too. He doesn't have that, like, top-end speed, but he's still able to get away from guys. Uh, right. Right. I just love his game, and I think he had a really good combine outside of not running the 40. He basically said, F your 40, I can do everything else, and I don't need to run as fast as you guys might want me to. So that's the guy in the draft. The, goal, the one that is scaring me now, and it just feels like an Akil Harry clone, is Quentin Johnston. Yeah. It's just that big guy, your number one ex receiver, outside, basically a carbon copy of what everyone wanted Akil Harry to be. And... I worry that now that they have that slot in Juju, that they're going to try and go get Quentin Johnson to pair with them. And it's just not going to work. And that's An strictly me being a, a Patriots fan, worrying about Nikhil Harry in the first round again. But yeah, uh, yeah, I worry about that. But no, JSN's the guy for sure.
0: Okay. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, okay. You know, see, we're I getting love off to a hot start. I love Zay flowers. I love yeah, Zay so flowers. Fun. And so I think he could work here. But he is kind of an only, like a slot only guy. But he does he plays the slot very differently than the way Juju plays the slot. So you could make the argument that okay, our two outside guys are going to be you know Parker and Thornton, and then we're going to have our two inside guys as Juju and you know and Zay Zay Flowers. And again, I am a little redundant there, maybe, but but I do like the idea of it. But JSN, he just. He's so he's so polished as yeah, a right runner. Yeah, it's
1: just a technician. It's
0: clear. you know what I mean. And so yeah. it's it's great. The guy, I will say, if they want to go for a big guy, a big wide receiver, the guy that I like. And by the way, Team Crazy Matt said, like, literally said the thing about uh, Quentin Johnson gives you yeah, giving you Harry runs. vibes, like right before you said it. Um, and so Dark Blue Goal with his point, Leonard to carry a point on the screen. Um, but no, but so. The guy for me that I hope that I want them to target if they want an kill Harry type player, DK Metcalf Light, in my opinion, very light, but DK Metcalf Light, uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton from West Virginia, kid's an absolute monster. That's Alex guy, he'll love Ran he'll love that. under a 4'4 at the combine, like jumps out of the gym, huge yep. kid, and you're getting him in the hundreds, probably, as opposed to you know, in the teens, and so. That makes a big difference, obviously. You take a swing at a guy like that. Yeah. Even if you, even if you go for Flowers or JSN in the first round, I love the idea of, you know, jumping at a project like that and telling Devontae Parker, hey, show this kid how to use his body, show this kid how to make those plays. Right. And, you know, you give him a year, a redshirt year essentially, where you say, look, we're not going to ask you to do much because we drafted a rookie wide receiver, we got a decent amount of guys. And so, yeah, you're going to be here. You you know, you get a spot, It's you know, plays here and there. But for the most part, work on your game, figure it out. You have the athleticism to do it. Um, and I think it's that's a the special big team game or
1: two. Right, right. It's quality on special teams. So he could at least play special teams his first year, find a niche there, and then, you know, off and running in year two. The yeah. problem with that is, look, now we're talking, and I, I don't know if your idea – stuck if you're sticking with JSN or Zay and then Bryce Fort Wheaton later but then it's Juju and Kendrick Bourne and then you still have Tyquan Thornton to find a role and Devontae Parker and then Bryce Fort Wheaton so then you're just talking about a lot of guys and it's like I, I worry that Tyquan's gonna get you know pushed out of the fold here and that would be too bad because he seems like a guy who you know has the raw talent he had an unbelievable training camp last year when we were down there, I, I was down there watching him, and it was like every single day, you know, day after day, he was making highlight reel catch after, you know, he was getting wide open. It was it was like, okay, they really found a guy here. And then he got hurt, and then it just kind of – the whole thing spiraled out of control last year. And we probably shouldn't even talk about last year's Patriots because it was just such a disaster. Let's yeah. just, you know, move forward and let's go. But um, I still think 1 has Taekwondo uh, has some really solid upside here, so. Well, I, I, I agree we'll see, with you. I mean, you yeah. saw
0: the catch he had. Was it the Colts game where he caught where he had the catch inside mm-hmm. the red zone where he just yeah. smoked his guy to the inside? Those yeah. are the types of things for me that I see from him. Yeah. That it's like that's it, like there's not those guys can't do stuff like that typically. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um I am
1: but I, I am a fan of Bryce Ford Wheaton too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but I agree. I, I don't want, I, that's not at the expense of Taekwon leaving, right? right? Yeah, to God. me, you draft two rookie wide receivers because the only guy you have, well, now you have Juju as well, but it's Juju and Thornton. And that's it after, ne- after this year. Right. So, um, but anyways, um, let's move to the tackle spot. Cause I think tackle is kind of that next big spot. looks like Riley reef got paid a decent amount. Yeah. Um, Kind of seems like he might be the starting right tackle, and they're going into the season with Trent Brown and Riley Reef. I I don't know. I don't know how you feel, I how you feel it, about
1: that. It feels like patchwork, um, but last year was kind of patchwork. Um, look, last year was patchwork, but they were like very much. They weren't deep, so you ended up bringing Marcus Cannon in, who you basically brought him in out of retirement, and then you had Caduceus in there, and then Isaiah Wynn, who was basically benched, then you kind of have to force him back into the lineup because everyone else was either bad or hurt. And there was those few weeks where Trent Brown was sick and then he was, you know, walking onto the field and looked like he was pouting. And it it was just the whole offensive line was a disaster last year. But I think it had more to do with the depth and the coaching than the actual skills, right? Like when Trent's on, he's one of the – he's he can be a very, very good tackle. Yeah. So, look, if you go into it with Trent Brown at left, Riley Reef at right, and then now you signed Calvin Anderson and you signed Connor McDermott and you tendered yadni Kajru, so it looks like he's going to be back. Now you have two solid tackles when they're on in in uh, in Trenton Reef and then three swing guys who can do the job if need be. I'm okay right. with that, um, but I still think you need to add in the draft. I don't know if you need to do it at 14 anymore. Look, I, I, over the last few days, i have kind of. As soon as they signed Riley Reef, I was okay with it because it, it felt like a decent, like a good move, like a quality, you know, maybe not a very high ceiling, but also he can play. Like, I, I just yeah. think he can play. I'm not too worried about Riley Reef. And again, like you said, he got the money. So if he's healthy, he's going to be there. And uh, I don't hate it, but I still think they, again, they still need to add more. They still need to do more.
0: I mean, I I know he got paid, right? Yeah. But like, how much did he really, he got he got what two million dollars, two and a half million dollars guaranteed. Like it's not like it's not like he's getting ten million dollars. Like yeah. you know, I, I just think, I think it's a bit of an overreaction from people where you know the the tweets all came out. It looks like he's gonna be starting this year, and I'm like, well, he's like less than three million bucks guaranteed. Yeah,
1: like,
0: yeah. I mean, sure, but like he's not necessarily. You know, it's not like, oh, we're paying him like Trent Brown, which by the way, Trent Brown, they can cut in any moment too yeah. and save 10 million bucks on the cap. But I just think, I think that he's there and he got paid that money because their solutions in the draft okay. and they're looking at it saying, there's a few guys that we like. If we can get the guy that we really like that we think can start day one at 14, sure, we'll do it. Yeah. But if we can't, then we can take the guy at, you know, 76 who is a project and may not be able to start right away. And now we have a guy that's at least a competent right tackle yeah. who can start. You know what I mean? So, so I think that, I think that you know.
1: They're keeping their options open.
0: And that's kind of the idea, right? And it's a little bit patchwork, like you said. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's, yeah, let's kind of patch it together. Let's see what happens. And then. We kind of put it all together and say, all right, if Reef has to start, then he starts, and we're okay with it. We don't love it. We're okay with it. And like you kind of said, patchwork, it gives you more depth. And I think that that – The depth is huge. That's the biggest thing for me. Marcus Cannon last year was a disaster because you had no choice, right? Right. I mean, thank God for Connor freaking McDermott. Like (laughs) Seriously. He he was – The Jets back the squad, you know? Yeah. And so, you know – no, no, no. I was just going to say, when you trust in Conor McDermott, it's right. it's not not ideal, you yeah. know?
1: And I do think, too, that um, you get rid of Patricia, who was the offensive line coach, um, and you bring in Adrian Clem, who yep. uh, did the, he was he was in Pittsburgh for a year. He was with Oregon. He was an associate head coach there. So maybe some leadership qualities um, as well that can kind of – look, the thing with Trent Brown has always been he works great under Dante Skarnacchia, and everyone else he kind of tunes right. out. yeah. Look, I don't know – I don't want to sit here and compare Adrian Clem to Dante Saranecki already. That was the best offensive line coach of all time. But yeah, if Clem is what he's you know talked up to be, then he can come in here and scheme the thing up as well, work with Bill O'Brien, get the offensive line to work right. well, and yeah. uh, hit the ground running. So, again, I don't hate it, but I still think – again, I- I'm with you. I don't know if – They could really still do anything at 14 to me. At at some points, people have, you know, ruled out wide receiver now or ruled out tackle now. But I I don't know. I still think the options are wide open because I can see them doubling up at both positions again. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's, and that's, but I think that that's where we're at right now. And that's what they've kind of intentionally done where they've looked at it and said, we don't have to draft someone at 14. I do think if one of the top two or three corners are on the board at 14, they kind of have to do it. If Christian Gonzalez is sitting there at 14 and they don't take him, I'm going to freaking throw something through my television. Like (laughs) I just like I love that guy so much. And if he's somehow there at 14, like him or Witherspoon, I, I don't know how you can't draft that guy when you need a number one corner, you know. So that's kind of the spot that I see as as having the most need. But the thing is that their secondary played pretty well last year. Yeah. And they're bringing basically the same secondary back, obviously without Devin McCourty, but you're bringing basically the same secondary back. And if they end up signing Taylor, a Taylor Rapp, I think that, you know, it can be fairly close. Assuming that everything's figured out with Jack Jones. Um, You know, I think that, that we can be kind of in the same spot um, where we were last year, you know?
1: Yeah. The Jack Jones situation will be interesting. Um, Yeah. He was, what was he? A fourth round pick. Fourth Um, round. Yeah. yep, And so, Look, he played really well when he was on, and then he got suspended with the, the whole Jake Bailey thing. Not that they yeah. were tied together; they were separate. Right?
0: But, um, yeah.
1: It's funny when that first happened. Everyone's like, "What are Jake Bailey and Jack Jones doing together?" I thought they got we people thought they got suspended for the same thing, and obviously, <laughs> two different things. But um, right. So yeah, I I don't think I do think he'll probably end up being back, and uh, he's had the issues before. But when he's on, he's really solid. Right. Um I would love Taylor Rapp to sign. And it looked like he left without a contract. He's going to Cincy. And I I worry that Cincinnati will outbid the Patriots because they just lost Jesse Bates. Right. And the Patriots don't need it as much as Baltimore or or Cincinnati might right now. Right. So but no, I think I think Taylor Rapp seals that room up with now you have uh not Julius Peppers. Yeah. Jabril Jabril. Jabril I Peppers. always do that. I do, always yeah, yeah. do that. Uh Jabril Peppers, Adrian Phillips, Kyle Duggart. Taylor Rapp completes that room yeah. Jonathan Jones Jalen Mills and you need another corner yeah whether it's I mean again Marcus Jones he's solid he's a solid slot corner um I would love to see them take one of those big guys at 14 whether it's yeah. Christian Gonzalez I also love Joey Porter Jr from Penn yep. State I've yeah. I've heard the argument that they might not take him because of his father and there's a beef there with the Patriots but Put the beef aside, just like yeah. we want to put the beef aside with Hopkins and Bill O'Brien. Put this one aside. If right. he's there, you got to take one of them yeah. because I mean they're studs. They could lock up, and then you can rotate everybody else at the other side if you have to, uh, and then you have options. So yeah,
0: well, and that's and look, you're gonna need to do that. I mean, right. he, look at look around, right? Look yeah. around. Garrett Wilson, Stephon Diggs, Tyree Hill, and Jalen Waddle. Alan on I mean, he's all right. You're right. And so like, so that's, he's good with Aaron Rodgers. You're very, that's very true. That is very true. And he's there and he's their certified number two, as opposed to being the number one. So, um, you know, there's a lot of talent, talent in the wide receiver room in this division. And so you need guys that can cover. Um, so, so we'll see, but I do think it's interesting what, what kind of that, that spot is going to be. Julius Brents is a guy who I think I'd love in the second round. Um, Again, brings that size.
1: Long. He's like 6'4, 6'5. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, so again, I just, you need a guy like that. They're all short, small guys. And my guy is, uh, is Emmanuel Forbes. I love Emmanuel Forbes this year. I'm like super high on him. He waited at the You've tweeted that a time or two, haven't you? I have (laughs) a few times. Yeah. Um, no, I love it. He's, he's, uh, he weighed in the combine at 166, though. And it's like, at some point, someone's got to make a tackle out there. And you got Marcus Jones, who's 5'8", and Jack Jones, who weighs 170 pounds. And then you throw Forbes out there, who weighs 165. And it's like, well, you know.
1: It's volleyball at that point.
0: Right, right. So – you know, I, I love him, but I, I just – I got to imagine he's not going to be here this year. But you never know, I suppose.
1: The size um, on Forbes is is a deterrent. Uh, right. Look, what did he – he had the most pick sixes in NCAA history. Is that correct?
0: Six pick sixes, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, I mean, the ball hawking ability is, like, yeah. uncanny. Like, that's yeah. unbelievable. But, right. I mean, if you're 165 pounds in the league trying to tackle – Right, right. You know – Alan Lazard. And I use Lazard because he's one of the bigger receivers out there. But trying yeah. to tackle Stefan Diggs, like it's just that's right. tough. So right. Yeah. I and he
0: survived, it. he survived in the SEC, but the SEC right. isn't the NFL. You know? Yeah. No, it's not. So yeah. So yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Uh I am, you know, I think there's a lot of guys kind of in that spot. But honestly, to me, if you if you add some more talent at wide receiver if you shore up the offensive line and even if you, even if it's a project guy, even if you just stick with this five and Riley reef is your starting right tackle, but right. you have a young guy behind him and you know, when you add to the secondary, I think this team can compete now, you know, John, John over here is saying that the team is closer to being blown up than a contender. You know, how can anyone be happy? I don't know, man. I, I think, and I don't know if they're competing for a championship. Like let's not, let's, let's yeah. pump the brakes on that. But I think that this team is close to good enough to getting into the playoffs. Um, I think so you know, too. And so, and so, you you kind of go out there and you bring some guys in that you can add some stuff to, and you can improve this team right away. Yep. And I think you're competing, and, and that's that is that's kind of where I'm at with the team. They
1: were right there at the end of last season. Yeah. In week 17, they had a shot to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They didn't. But they were there. If things fell their way in the final week of the year, they would have played the following weekend. So right. you get rid of the disaster that was the offensive coaching staff. Mm-hmm. You give competence around your quarterback who desperately, desperately needs it going into year three. Yes. Give him a couple better receivers. Again, I, I said it three or four times now, but Juju's better than Jacoby. I don't care what you have to say. He's a better receiver. Right. And so give him that guy. Give him something else. Give him Bill O'Brien who um, they've – They haven't actually technically worked together, but it almost feels like it's destiny at this point that they finally come together after (laughs) just, you know, passing each other in the night uh, at Alabama. Right. right? But his system fits what Mac Jones' skill set is so well. Mm -hmm. Get the ball to players in space, matchups, you know, be smart with the football. Um, So, look, I think you're right. They can compete for a playoff spot because they're that much better than they were last year already just getting rid of the offensive coaching staff and they were that close at the end of last season. So they could, they can compete for sure.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, let's just, you know, they're not great. They're not winning the division or anything like that, but they're good enough. They're good enough to give you, you know, to at least be competitive. And so, and I'm okay with that. And again, I think the coaching staff is huge. And you mentioned, you know, the offensive coaching with Adrian Clem to me, you know, Matt Patricia wasn't the offensive line coach last year. Billy Yates was. Right. The problem was that we didn't know that until week two of the season. So we yes. went into the season assuming that Matty Pete was the offensive line coach. Everyone did, including the Patriots. And then right. they ran they they ran a game, and they were like, this isn't going to work. He can't yeah. possibly cope, right? And then so they were like, uh, all right, Billy Yates, it's your squad. And it's like, he's not ready to do that, you know? So, So that's a big upgrade for me in that spot. And I think that, you know – as bad as Maddie P was, that's one of the worst mistakes that Belichick's ever made. I mean, 100%. just, you know, you, it can't happen. Just cannot happen. It so it was, it was like, it's, it was
1: like, not, it was, uh, I, I used it a million times last year. It was just straight up malpractice, right? Like, right. you can't coach like that. His, his mantra forever was, I'm doing what's best for the team. I'm doing what's best for the team. What's best for the football team is what I'm doing. There's no way. If you put a lie detector test on Bill Belichick, and you asked him, is Matt Patricia being the offensive play caller the right decision for this team? He would he would it would be a lie if he said yes. Right. It just right. it just it made no sense. It felt like a favor. And yeah, it was it was irresponsible, frankly. Like you can't do that. You yeah, just can't do it. And he gets a pass because he's Belichick. 31 other coaches aren't getting the same pass
0: that's correct that's correct and he had to yeah. fix it and he did fix it which is good but it's just right. like you know you wonder did he want Bill O'Brien and when he didn't get right. Bill O'Brien he just settled for Patricia right. because he it's just like I don't know it just doesn't I would love it doesn't sit know. right
1: we'll never know? know but I would love to no. know
0: <laughs> yeah no you'll never find out <laughs> no. so unfortunately um but you know what are you gonna do all right let's Oh, uh, one one question team crazy team crazy Matt is asking about do you think they'll bring a fullback back into the offense bill Ryan did run a decent amount of fullback stuff obviously with the old school Patriots and whatnot when he was here do you think that's something they might do
1: not a true James Devlin I think like and you know I I thought that John Smith could fill a you know a an H back fullback role right Um, but (laughs) now he's gone right so (laughs) I don't know what their plan is I don't think they're gonna bring someone in um I thought they could get creative with Jonu. Uh Who knows? Maybe they bring in Mike Kosicki. Maybe they draft Darnell Washington. But right. right now, and I'm I'm talking for like a, a second tight end that you can use in the backfield as a run blocker. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're going to go traditional fullback. I think you talk about Bill O'Brien and you know, Alabama-fying the offense and mixing what he used to do with what he learned in Alabama system. I think the fullback kind of goes away at that point, and it's more so – RPO type stuff and you know yeah. running the football while passing the football um that sounds kind of silly but what I mean is like a, a screen pass in an RPO is effectively a run play and exactly so it it's it's going to end up being that kind of stuff I don't think you're going to see ground and pound James Devil like we did in the past
0: yeah I think it's a good point it's I think yeah. it's a really good point and they don't yeah. not that they don't have the backs for it but Ramondre isn't really that type of guy neither is James Rob James Robinson which I do like that signing of James oh, Robinson right. Um, because he did show a decent amount, I thought in, um, you know, in Jacksonville and got totally. kind of pushed out of there. And, but you know, he's your backup running back and ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what the, what the, um, guaranteed money is on that because, you know, it's one of those ones where it's like, ultimately like, well, if he, if Pierre strong and Kevin Harris, outplay him in, in training camp. Cause they just cut bait and just say, ah, thanks for coming out. But you know, we're going to stick yeah. with these two guys. I think that's a possibility but I do, I do think he brings some upside. So
1: he can add, he can add as a pass catcher a little bit as well. Yep. So that's, that's solid.
0: Very true. All right. Josh has a question here about, about Jalen Carter. If it drops to 14, are you taking Jalen Carter at 14?
1: Uh, He is tumbled and tumbled and tumbled over these last few weeks. And I mean, first of all, totally serious. I hope that he's okay as a human, like he's had a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff go on. Right. And, uh, Something came out today where I think he had a deal with, you know, the Athens police department and uh, he won't see jail time. So, right. um, I guess that's a positive for him. Uh, But his also his performance at the Georgia pro day where he came in like 13 pounds heavier than he was uh, at the combine. That's just, that's probably something I just want to stay away from. I don't, he, again, at his peak and, you know, peak Jalen Carter, he's going to be a, he will be a dominant defensive tackle in the NFL if he can get there. But I think they're okay on the interior offensive or excuse me, interior defensive line right now. Christian Barmore gets healthy. Lawrence Guy's still here. Guy's older, but he he always shows out. Um, yeah. Carl Davis resigns. I would rather go later in the draft and find like a Dante Stills from West Virginia or something. I just uh, there's good, there's more needs at 14 where I I'll let I'll let Carter go past 14.
0: Right, and listen, I think long and hard about it. He is when he is a when he is where he is. He's a top five talent. But you're Even right, the
1: third overall pick. I bet. I bet.
0: Right. If, right. If that Didn't happen. You know, but but then you wonder, and you're like, is it that big of a need for the Patriots? Like, no. does that does that move the needle? Does that change the team enough right. to justify taking him at 14? I just don't know if it does. You know, and, and that's. Yeah, I agree. That's the hard part. I think you you put it kind of perfectly where it's like, hey, you let him you let him go because you got no choice. Now maybe right. if he drops to fourteen, someone at eighteen or twenty is like, holy it's crap, Dylan Carter's still there. It's Let's go. I'll give you a you know a set uh you know first and a third to move up, and you say, all right, and then you slide back and you take you know a wide receiver over there at eighteen or something like that. Yeah. So, um, but. You know, I think that's interesting, Dad. We already talked about wide receiver, so um, I, I we don't want to go over that whole thing again. Wow. We start, we started with that. Um, all right, let's let's we've talked some Patriots. I have a I have an interesting hypothetical for you. It's a hypothetical that someone threw out and was like so hundred percent confident uh, on TikTok, and you know just to kind of set the scene. the The question was, could you throw for ten yards in an NFL game? This is a live NFL game, eleven on eleven, good wide receivers, good cornerbacks, and like a competent offensive line against a competent defensive line. Right? You're not you're not gonna have six guys in your face trying to trying to throw the ball. Do you think, Mike, you could throw for ten yards in an NFL game?
1: So it's a full game.
0: I, I think so. Yeah.
1: So it's not it's not one play, right? It's right. not a one right. yard. Correct. Play. Yes, it's not one attempt. Game. Yes. All right. I hate tooting my own horn, but I did play quarterback in college.
0: Okay. Played Stop. division three football. And now you're cheating. Okay.
1: Played division three football. Um that Where'd is you play? nowhere near the uh Worcester State.
0: Worcester State. I, Worcester I went to State. school in Worcester.
1: Okay. Uh so yeah. Uh that being said, I made, nah, I don't know. I don't wanna say yes because everything <laughs> everyone's like, You can't do it. It's so <laughs> I mean, okay, look, if you set up, like, five screen passes.
0: No, no screens. No screens. They said no screens, and every pass has to be beyond the line of scrimmage. That's what they said.
1: Uh, I don't think I can do it. Strictly nerves. I think at that point, (laughs) you know, I don't care, right? It's like, like, okay, just – Get a receiver open on a right. on a cornerback. All you yep. has got to do is throw a quick slant. Right. I would see Aaron Donald in front of me. I would see <laughs> Jalen Carter in front of me. Right. Yep. And I would be like, yep. No way! It's probably not getting over the line. So,
0: Mike, it's the easiest question of all time. I could one thousand percent do it. A thousand oh percent. Why? Now listen. Here's the thing. Here's why. Okay. Justify it. We would lose. 700 to nothing I would throw 14 pick sixes like I would be terrible but if you just needed me to throw 10 yards I could do that like just if he's a competent wide receiver he's gonna be able to get there at one point right you could just throw jump balls you know what I mean like or or even like a slant route you know what I mean like he's going to do a slant route or they're going to run a single high safety. I'm going to look to the left and I'm just going to throw it to the right without even looking and just hope that he goes and gets it. Like, who knows? Yeah, you know what I mean? That, like
1: that's, that's not going to do you any good though. It's looking you're left right. And looking right at no, that point. It's
0: hundred percent. You're, you're totally right. But I just feel like if, if he just, if he beats his guy on a slant route and I somehow get the ball to him and one of my 70 attempts, yeah. right. That's six yards right there. All I got to do is yeah, do that okay. twice. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, and again, that's that's if the question one. were, could you lead a touchdown drive? Absolutely oh, not, no. <laughs> like, absolutely no. not. You know, could you could complete you get a, a red down? zone? Could
1: you get a right. first down? Probably not.
0: Probably not. No, no, probably not. Don't feel confident about it. Yeah. No, but again, if you gave me all game long and you were like, we don't care about the score, we just want to see if you can do it, I could do it eventually. I think you, I mean, me. we'd lose. By a million, I'd oh, yeah. make Nathan Peterman look like the greatest player of all time. But
1: what if you are you uh, are you factoring injury in?
0: Well, see, no, because if I get
1: sacked, oh, if
0: I get, get sacked, I'm dead. But yeah, so you got to get but, that ball off. Quick. That's why it's got to be quick slant yeah. because it's I'm standing in the shotgun and I'm probably seven yards yeah. back in the shotgun. Yeah, and then just throwing it as hard as I can on the slant route and just praying that my guy somehow comes yeah. down. You know, but I
1: think you've changed my mind. I think I could do it now that now that you've said. You
0: know that. what I mean? Like yeah. when you when you throw in the extra caveats of you can throw as many interceptions as you possibly want and I as many incompletions, right? Yeah. I could go two for seventy five in an NFL game. Sure, why not?
1: You know, for nine yards, <laughs> right?
0: Right, <laughs> eleven. Give me yeah. eleven yards, Very and violent. there it is. You know, yeah, we'll you. so but but uh hey, it would be fun All to right, find I'll out. Say, yeah,
1: yeah, I I can do it.
0: I'll tell you, man. I don't know, you know, obviously people have met athletes and stuff, but when you see athletes in a competitive event, right? I, you know, I used to test basketball shoes at Reebok. So I've played against, you know, NFL players and NBA players, like in basketball, we're just playing pickup. I mean, it's not like an actual game, but like when you see the skill and ability, they're not even human. Like they're not oh, yeah. human. It's, uh-huh. it's incredible to say. I remember Chad Jackson. I put against Chad Jackson when he was on the Patriots and he, Jumped from outside the paint on the baseline and just threw it down like it was nothing. He just, it wasn't even like, it wasn't like he was like, took a huge running start. He just like two steps and leaped. And I was like, how? And that's a football player.
1: That's not even an NBA guy. That's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's just to see them, I mean, you know, to be on the field against 11 of those guys. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ. So, but you're right. No, I would, it would have to be. It would have to be immediately because if I got hit, I'd be dead.
1: And it might be eleven <laughs> yards. I think you have a first, I think you have a quarter because at that point you might you might get hurt.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. That is yeah. a good point. Or like my my arm would fall off from just trying to throw yeah. it as hard as I possibly yeah, could. Right. Right? So
1: or you throw an interception and then you get blocked.
0: Oh no no no! I'm they, going. I'm dropping directly to the ground if I throw an
1: interception. 100%, smart.
0: Or just running as fast as I can in the opposite
1: direction, run away.
0: So yeah, because even dropping in the ground, someone lands on top of you. Forget about it, You know that's bad. On top of you, yeah, right, right, yeah, not good. So, so, anyways, all right. Well, there you go. Look at that. We're NFL quarterbacks. How about that? Yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) so I I actually played.
1: That's a good question.
0: It's a pretty good one, right? I mean, because again, if it's can you throw a touchdown pass or lead a touchdown like no that's of course that's stupid of course you couldn't you know what i mean but it is interesting to think about like if you gave me enough chances i could probably complete a few passes you know like eventually right and you know again i'd throw 70 interceptions but like so what you know so um it's funny i so i played football at assumption for a year but okay. We practiced. We practiced on the Worcester State field. I don't know how, I don't know when you graduated college, but back when I played on the Worcester State field, uh-huh. it was like concrete with, uh, no, with a yeah, Brandon, very so. small layer of AstroTurf on top of yeah. it, and no, it was no, brutal. We,
1: our field was uh, a little bit better. I graduated in nineteen twenty nineteen. So oh
0: yeah, oh yeah, just you just a few years younger.
1: Than yeah, me. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, no, we had a, we had a better field at that
0: point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. I played at yeah.
1: Assumption. We did seven on sevens at Assumption. And, oh really? Uh, yeah, and actually, uh, Deontay Harris, NFL player from Assumption.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, that's right. You probably played, we, played with him, right?
1: We played sevens against him, and he intercepted me. Fun fact. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. yeah Look at so- that. You've
0: been picked off by an NFL player. Exactly, You're already on so- your way to throw. Exactly, the- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. I love it. Definitely. I love it. Um, oh, you know what? That has one more question. One more uh, Patriots question before I let you go. Cute uh, Q- Cornerback in the third round. Who – I mean, Julius Brents, I think, is probably going to go before that. We talked about him yeah. already. He's probably going to go second round. Yeah. Is there a third-round guy that you're like, ooh, I like this guy? Anyone off the top of your head that you're kind of like, you know?
1: They're going to go so fast, I feel like. Um, yeah. Like, you look at a guy like Darius Rush from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, one of those second- or third-tier guys. But once once Brents goes, I think they're just going to tumble after that. And so Right, right. There might not be many great guys towards the end. I mean, Keithral Clark from Louisville is an interesting yep. one. He's more like yeah. a fourth, maybe fourth, fifth round guy. But again, once they start to once they start to go, then the run on cornerbacks goes and then and that's, you never know. yeah, But
0: that's what I like I think. Clark
1: and I like Darius Rush. Darius Rush was uh forget the number exactly, but him and Cam Smith, his uh teammate at yep. South Carolina. Fast, fast at the combine, real so, fast. Yeah, yeah, real so. fast. I like that it, group of guys too. Cornerbacks very deep.
0: Yeah, there's also Caillou Blue Kelly from uh, yeah. from Stanford as well, yeah. who I like. Uh, he could be a third round pick, you know. But again, like you say, like who the heck knows what's going to happen? The guy that scares me is Hodges Tomlinson, who I like yeah. him. It's like, five, but eight. but again, like yeah, five nine, like one eighty. It's just like yeah. you know, five eight, five nine. We can't do another one of those guys. We we can't so okay. they need um yeah yep so give me a big guy with some speed and that could be any of those guys that you mentioned right. uh or even someone else who knows but yeah. um uh, but we'll see so yeah.
1: they do well mike
0: this has been a lot of fun i appreciate you coming through um we're gonna i i will uh oh yeah see team crazy matt agrees with with my caillou blue kelly um i knew matt i knew matt liked him that's a show. Sco show slack channel uh shout out right there he loves he loves them in there so all Um, Anyways, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. Before we let you go, uh, tell everyone where they can see you and read you and hear you and everything else.
1: Yes, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Am I pointing the right way? Nope, there it is. At at Mike Cadillac. Uh, You can find me on Patriots Press Pass YouTube on the Patriots Beat Podcast with Alex Barth. Uh, You can read my stuff at clmsmedia.com. We will have you covered there. Um, All my stuff's on my Twitter, so that's the place to go. Uh, with all Patriots draft stuff, you know, coming up down the down the line, sports betting's legal, so we'll get some gambling stuff going there mm-hmm. too. So uh, just follow me on Twitter, and you'll, you'll be able to find me.
0: Love it, I love it. I got my I got my first ever my first ever sports bet going on right now as okay. we speak. Uh, I did a parlay with uh, Auburn and a And M, uh, just straight money lines. Sure. Auburn already won, which is go good We got one half of it done, and we'll see if a And M can pull it out as well. And then I I'll, got a And M uh,
1: later too, so.
0: I've won my first. There you go. See, look at that. So all right. Well, Mike, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you on again. This was uh, was a lot of fun.
1: For sure. Happy to do it. Thanks, Pat. All right, man. Have a great night, okay? Yeah, you as well.
0: Thanks. All right. That was great. That was great. We appreciate Mike coming through. Um, a lot of fun. All right, we're gonna do we're gonna do a final segment of the show and then uh and then we'll get you guys out of here. Thank you so much for listening. And I know there's some new people here as well. Appreciate it, and hopefully you guys like this one as well. Here we go. And
1: now for something we think you'll really like: this week in sports history.
0: All right. So always go, always do a little bit, a uh, little bit of events from this week in sports history. And uh, these two are actually from this day in sports history, which is March 16th, of course. Uh, so March 16th, 1876, the first female boxing match ever. In New York, uh, Nellie Saunders versus Rose Harland, 1876, March 16th. How about that? Um, and then I'll give you one more as well, March 16th, 1955. Uh, Canadian superstar Maurice Rocket Richard gets suspended for the rest of the season after he attacks some of his opponents and, uh, Montreal wasn't very happy riots in the streets ensued in Montreal because he, because he was suspended for the rest of the year. So um, rocket Richard, one hell of a, uh, one hell of a player, but, uh, but you know, it's good stuff. So, Oh, little uh, dad giving a little love to a little love to Mike there. Appreciate that. always love hearing your takes. You're better than most analysts. I assume that was directed at Mike, but you never know. Maybe it was directed at me, but we're going to assume it was directed at Mike. Um, Again, Mike Cadillac. We appreciate him coming through. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We have done a few podcasts already this week. Obviously, we got this one as well. If there is any more big breaking news, if Taylor Rapp gets signed, if the Patriots make a trade for Jerry Judy or DeAndre Hopkins, or you know they do something else crazy, uh, we will be on again to do an instant reaction podcast. But um, if not, we'll be back next week, midweek. Uh, we have some big announcements coming. Probably going to try to do a show with all four of us. That's me and Matt and Alec and Rich. Um, all four of us are going to try to be on the same show, give a little bit of an announcement, a little bit of an update for you guys. You may notice uh, the podcast feed, while the feed stayed the same, the name of the feed is now different. Okay, the name of the feed is uh, New England Football Podcast as opposed to Patriot Nation Podcast. So we'll have a little bit of an update as to why that is uh, and what that's going to be. Um, so, So anyways, So that's what we got, Um, you know, so we'll have an update for that uh, later on next week. But, again, if we don't see you uh, on an instant reaction podcast because something crazy happened, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, have yourself a great St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day falling on a Friday is just – that's just real nice. That's just real, real nice. So uh, everyone go out there and enjoy it, but enjoy it responsibly and uh, and be safe out there and, and have fun. We'll talk to you guys. Thanks a lot.